Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Free Cake Talk Radio, March 8, 2023. Okay, thank you so much for being with us today. And perhaps you're listening on the archives. And as you know, we archive every show over at ace-ed.org, and that's our home website of our American Consortium for Equity and Education. Everything over there is free for educators. Uh, read our magazine, Equity and Access. It's really a good magazine. We publish every other month. You'll see the issue cover over there. Just click on it and enjoy it. And you can also link over to um, uh, our other websites, teacher-retention.com and seltoday.org, and they're, they're linked over there. Okay, we've got a lot of interesting stuff going on at the website. It's changed a bit, so please go over, see what you do, see what we did, and uh, enjoy over there. Okay, again, everything's free for you if you're in education. we got a nice show for you today. I'm going to bring Tina Shea on right now. Tina Shea Blanchett is the uh, product specialist for Equatio at my good friend, which is the math product over at uh, TextHelp. That's TextHelp.com. All right, and you just slash Equatio, you'll be able to learn all about it. But we're going to talk about viewing mathematics education through an equity lens. And this is really important. Tina Shea, it's Larry here. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, my dear. It's nice to talk to you. Okay. How long did you teach high school math before you got involved with TextHelp? This is cool. I taught high school math for about 10 years before I became a full-time trainer and consultant. Wow. And where where did you teach? I actually taught in the greater New Orleans area. Wow. Which town? I love it down there. I taught in um, Marrero. I actually taught Mm -hmm. in New Orleans proper for a few years, but most of the time I spent in Jefferson Parish. Good enough. Okay, that's great. Thank you for doing all that. That's not easy to be a math teacher. Okay, you, I wonder how you would have Were you a good math teacher, Tina Shea? Were you a good math teacher? I, I would like to think so. I guess you would have to ask my students, but no, yeah, I think I was gonna, pretty good at it. Well, what would you do with someone like me? I struggled all through math. Okay, boy, did I have trouble with math. Did you have a lot of students who had trouble with math? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> That is a thing. I hear that yeah. all the time. Um, I think it's just about, you know, something that's really, um, you know, a buzzword in education these days is growth mindset. And, mm-hmm. you know, as a math teacher, I think that that is something that you really have to embrace. So before growth mindset was, you know, in the public vocabulary, it was definitely something that I had to embrace in my classroom and just to help my students understand that, you know, there's no such thing as a math person or a math brain in the same way that we don't discuss, you know, reading people, right? People just learn how to read and it's not really a big deal. And so it's kind of the same thing with math. It's just one of those things that, you know, you can learn and everyone can learn. So that's I, I, really I wish been my been teaching my philosophy. Because they gave up on me or I gave <laughs> up on myself or whatever the case was in the early days of math education, okay, for myself. And it was it was always just brutal. And I always said that the reason it was was because it was always taught out of context. It was taught simply as mm. math. It wasn't math that you can use. Here's logic that you can understand. Here's why we're doing this. Okay? That was never taught. Absolutely. Was, yeah, and you know the story. Okay? It's just uh, 
it's brutal out there, okay? And kids always struggle with math and math. We've got to do better. And that's why this conversation we're going to have today, because I got to tell you something, this is really cool. Instead of Googling this morning, I was just researching for the show. Usually just Google text help, okay? Mm-hmm. But today, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, but today, for some reason, okay, I Googled Equatio, all right? Figuring text help was just the thing that popped up, okay? But that didn't pop up. Mm-hmm. Okay, what popped up? This mm. is just amazing. You, you should do this. This is so cool. Equatio, your product, pops up under University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign, Colorado School of Mines. These are just the first five. Equatio Information Technology Solutions, North Carolina State, home of the Wolfpack, Disability Resources Office, Equatio, making math digital and accessible. Okay? And I clicked on them to make sure it was you, and they all took me to the – it's really – when you just Google Equatio, Okay, and it's amazing that you're the product specialist for a really cool product. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Well, you, you know, know I'm I, excited I, to hear that it came up with um, the University of Illinois in particular because the University of Illinois is a really important place for math education. Some of the earliest work in math education started at the University of Illinois, so that's really exciting, you know, that you their know. resources are coming up. Yeah, they do come up, and um, it says here, Equatio products are provided through the through Equatio at no cost to individual staff, faculty, okay? That's uh, really pretty cool. Equatio math writing software ESD for University of Illinois with the big text help logo, but it's not from you guys. It's from their website. Right. It's really cool, okay? It's really cool, and uh, Teachers have to understand this is, a, this is a great product. I just I just love the whole Equatio thing. And actually, let's talk about that. You talked to when you were teaching. I, I don't know. I know New Orleans is a heck of a lot of black kids down there. Big African American district, big urban district. Where were you teaching? Were there a lot of African American kids? What was the diversity factor down there? Absolutely. Well, I started teaching at. Uh, Actually, New Orleans is one of the few places where you're going to find some black Catholic schools, and so that's yeah, where I started. I started out in some. Um, I started out at St. Mary's Academy, and mm-hmm. fun fact, I was at St. Mary's when Katrina hit. So nope. I was working at St. Mary's maybe for just a few weeks there, and then Katrina hit, and I found myself at um, the Max, which was St. Mary's. St. Augustine and um, Xavier Prep. These are the three black Catholic schools in New Orleans that had all come together on Xavier Prep's campus because that was the only school that survived the storm. And so I worked there for a little while, and that was a great experience for me. And then I went over to Jefferson Parish where I taught at John Errett High School for several years. And John Errett is also kind of, even though it's in suburban New Orleans, it really is more of an urban you know, comprehensive high school. Um, Also, at John Errett, like, there was actually a movie (laughs) made about John Errett that starred Little Wayne. I think it was called Hurricane Season, yes, and it was about the basketball team at Errett after Katrina. And um, I also taught at Patrick Taylor Science and Technology Academy. That was – Patrick Taylor was – 
is actually currently at the top school in Louisiana. Um, really advanced wow. school, really um, innovative with technology. And where is that? Um, just where is that? That one, that one's in Jefferson Parish as well as in Avondale. They just recently, um, you know, built a new campus. So um, that was a really great experience for cool. me as well, having access. I think that's where I really got into using technology with my students. Wow, you got a great background to to be running this Quasio uh, project. I got to tell you, one of the things I always noticed when I was used to go down, and my son used to live in New Orleans, and um, when I would go down there and watch the Mardi Gras parades, I would see all the mm-hmm. bands from all the high schools, and they were mostly African American kids, and um, that you could tell they just loved their music, and the band was just every band that walked by was better than the one that walked by before every high school band. <laughs> yes, you know, and I'm th- and I'm thinking to myself, okay, music is mathematics, okay. This mm-hmm. what basically I what agree. it is, and these kids love music. They love music, okay. But then, okay, you look at the math scores in New Orleans schools; they weren't good. And so what was happening was the two things weren't gelling together. And I often wondered, okay, why the teachers in New or the math teachers in New Orleans aren't jumping on the music thing. Am I right? Am I, am I off the beaten track here? Because I don't know math very well. It just <laughs> struck me as something that, boy, that would really engage these kids, get the music and the math teachers working together. What do you think? Well, I wonder if you've been doing a little research <laughs> because that was definitely something you know, that I was into with my students at John Eric. We actually um, did some math rap videos, and that was a lot of fun, and the kids were really (laughs) into it. So I don't know if it was just a coincidence that you asked that question or if you already knew. No, it's coincidence. Um, It really is. Okay? But, yeah, that was something that me and my students were really into. It's unbelievable. Well, we're on the same Absolutely. And you can't really be in New Orleans and not – do something that connects with the, you know, the culture and the music there. So that was something I was totally into. And me and my students had a great time with that. Boy, the text helped find the right person to run this thing. I got to tell you, you know, put all that together, <laughs> you know, and, and, and um, you know, I'd introduce the show. It's viewing math education through an equity lens. Okay. And kind of what we were just saying a minute ago. Okay. Talk about just uh, Talk about equity in mathematics education. Ron DeSantis aside, okay? That was my mm-hmm. joke of the day. Yeah, that was oh. my joke. Yeah. Don't get me I going. caught it. I yeah. caught it. Yeah, don't get me uh, well, well, you know what? There are many, many different ways to define equity, and even more specifically, equity in math education. Now, you know, there are a lot of definitions floating out there. There's one definition in particular that I like, and it is from Rochelle Gutierrez, and she defined equity in math education back in 2002. And she said that equity is the inability to predict math achievement and participation based solely on student characteristics such as race, class, ethnicity, sex, beliefs, and proficiency in the dominant language. So Mm -hmm. just this idea that we should not be able to lay eyes on a student and say, okay, you're good at math, right, or you're not good at math, or, you know, based on any of those, that demographic information, which, I mean, it is funny because we do it all the time, and it happens all the time in classrooms and out of classrooms. 
But we, we do it all the that, time as educators, and the kids do it to themselves. It. Yeah, after a while, the kids do it to themselves. I'm just not good at math. Okay, which is exactly right, right. the wrong mindset. Exactly the wrong mindset. Okay, it's unbelievable. Well, yeah, that, that's yeah. how I define equity. Yeah, and and so so talk to me. Then this is very interesting. Then talk to me about equatio, and how we mm-hmm. overcome that equity barrier. That uh, if I may, culturally responsive banner ba- ba- barrier. All right, uh, because well, I certainly know the examples, but just talk about that. That with math, I don't say this another way. Mathematics is a universal language. Okay, it really mm-hmm. is. Okay, and obviously for an ESL kid, I'll say it this way: you know, you would mathematics makes the same sense or makes not the same sense. Okay, but we have to be right. able to give them a chance. Okay, to understand it. If anybody just everybody just picked it up naturally, we wouldn't need a math teacher. But that doesn't happen. Okay, so just talk about that. Put it yeah. all into into a culturally responsive and equity umbrella for math education and bring in what you do with Equatio, which again is incredibly important. Texthelp.com, everybody, Equatio. Go ahead. Well, there are lots of different, that's a really broad question. So I'll start with an example that, you know, the first example that comes to mind for me is something that I bring up a lot when I'm talking to teachers about Equatio is Desmos. So Desmos is an online graphing calculator that is available at Desmos.com. It is also integrated into Equatio. So when you have Equatio, you have access to the Desmos scientific and graphing calculators right there within the Equatio toolbar. Now, for me, Desmos is a great tool. Say the word again. Decimo or Desmos? Desmos. So it's D-E-S-M-O-S. Desmos. Thank you. Desmos. Got it. Mm Mm-hmm. So okay, cool. Cool. let me tell you about Desmos. So go before ahead. we talk about Desmos, let's go back to something that everybody is probably familiar with, Texas Instruments Graphing Calculators, right? We have heard of these calculators. These are the TI whatevers, right, TI-80 this, mm-hmm. TI Inspire. When I was in high school, I had to get a TI calculator, right? Um, and honestly, it's not because I'm not here to bash Texas Instruments. It's really about physical graphing calculators in general, right? So it doesn't, you know, some schools and districts may use Casio or HP, but we're just talking about a handheld device, right? And Mm -hmm. I can just remember when I was in high school um, and I had to get this calculator, it was a big deal because you go down to Walmart or wherever you get your school supplies and you realize, oh, wow, this calculator costs over 100 bucks. Right. And so it's one of those situations, you know, again, from an equity standpoint, we're talking about, you know, socioeconomic status. Right. Everybody has $100 to land around to buy a calculator. Right. And again, if you go back to this, this age old thing of, oh, you're not good at math anyway. (laughs) Right. I'm not good at math. So (laughs) I don't need this. I don't need to spend a hundred dollars on this. You probably have some kids that don't even approach their parents because they're like, for what? Right. And so, all of these issues around this piece of technology, right? Well, the Mm -hmm. problem with, and and then also we also have the issue of teachers who are saying to students, oh, you don't need a calculator, right? We we don't use calculators in this class. So that's a whole other issue is this idea that, hey, you know, some kids, we kind of deter them from using calculators altogether because in our minds, these are kids who really need to be doing all of their arithmetic, 
on paper and they need to be doing it mentally. So that's another fork in the road we could go down. But let's come back to just the issue that this calculator is expensive, right? And so mm-hmm. in comes a tool like Desmos. Now, what's great about Desmos is that Desmos is free. It's on the web. You can access it on any web-connected device, so you could use it on your laptop, your desktop, your cell phone, your tablet. Well, however you access the Internet, you can go to Desmos.com and use this tool for free. And this is a big deal, right, because for a lot of students who did not have access to that technology, now that mm-hmm. playing field is more level, right? Absolutely. And so we wow. have students who the, the importance of that calculator is not just simply it's great for helping kids do math, which it is, but this is also a tool that is mandatory on standardized tests, right? So that means that if I'm a kid who never got around to buying that and I don't know how to use my calculator, I don't have one, then that issue is just compounded now, right? But what we're seeing is that, you know, a lot of states have adopted Desmos as the on-screen calculator for the standardized test. Also, even for the SAT, if you take the SAT online, then you're also using Desmos, right? And so that's a big deal because College Board also – publishes um, the AP exams, and usually AP is what informs everything, right? So the fact that now you have College Board putting Desmos on the SAT, I don't think it's going to be very long before we see Desmos being integrated into those AP calculus and AP stats sets. And at that point, I think that's when you're going to really see this shift take hold completely. We're already in the midst of it, right? But this is Mm. exciting for someone who, you know, teaches mathematics because it means that all of my students will have access to yeah. the technology that they need, you know? Yeah, I do know. And, you know, it, it, it begs the question, I wonder how many kids, good, good, good people, good people who really understand math and, and have an aptitude to be an engineer or whatever the, the case may be, a teacher, a math teacher, et cetera, that we didn't have, that we lost, okay, for that mm-hmm. simple reason. They just, they just couldn't even afford to buy, to buy the computer, that the calculator that uh, – that allowed them to get better grades in the test. You know, it's just, uh, it's just amazing. And the Desmos is inside Equatio. If you have Equatio, you have Desmos. Yes, it is. Yeah. Cool. So Desmos is integrated. And also what happens, you know, Desmos is a really good inroad because you have a lot more people using Desmos, right, than are necessarily using Equatio. And so what's cool is that when you get Equatio, you have that familiar interface, you have that familiar software that's integrated into it, you know. But, I mean, of course, Equatio has much more functionality than Desmos, to be clear. But I always well, that's what like I was just going to ask you. Well, go, go, over, go over Equatio for a few minutes, okay? And, and talk, talk about how that helps kids. Good. So Equatio, at its core, Equatio is a really powerful equation editor. Now, for folks who, you know, teach math, learn math, that I'm speaking your language, but I know we have a lot of folks listening <laughs> who are probably like, what's that? <laughs> what's an equation? Yeah, well, actually, I'm going to ask so you a question. Equation... Actually, you just brought up a great point. Okay. Can, what grades is Equatio good for? Is it good K-12? Uh, yes, it's good for, I would say, K-16. Okay. So okay. there's something there Perfect. for everyone. Even better. Okay. That, that was even better than mine. Okay. So, so we're good for K-16. <laughs> and, and the reason I'm saying that is because, you know, I always say this, we, we, we ask elementary school teachers, if they don't get it right, you're going to lose kids in math at the very beginning. Okay. 
that's that's Absolutely. one of the big challenges out there. Okay, and like like the human race. Okay, elementary school teachers are wonderful people, but probably many of them aren't that good in math, just like mm. most people. Okay, yet they're responsible for teaching it. Okay. You know, it's nothing against, believe me, it's nothing against elementary school teachers. I love them, but you get the point. Not everybody's great at everything, okay? And in four years of education, you're not going to be taught how to teach everything if you're not specifically a math teacher, you know? And put put equatio into that world, okay? Mm. And, like, how will it help teachers teach math and get kids really excited about math and give them a feeling of success in, in doing math? about that all kids well that's a really great question because you know i often when i say equation editor that often you know puts off my elementary teachers right (laughs) because they're like well i don't use an equation editor and remember i said that equatio at its core is an equation editor but it is much more than that and so you know taking it from the elementary point of view my favorite tool to show elementary teachers is equatio math space Equatio Math Space is a web-based application, so basically you don't have to install anything on your computer. You just visit the website, which is equatio.techhelp.com. I'm going to say that again, the website, Equatio, equation without the N, .techhelp.com. And when you visit um, the Math Space website, you'll find that you can use all of the Equatio tools, like all of the equation editing, but there are some tools there that are unique to math space that are particularly useful for elementary teachers. So, for example, we have a shapes library. Now, within that shapes library, you'll find that it is much more than shapes. Of course, we have all our geometric figures and things in there, but we also have a lot of virtual manipulatives, things like fraction bars or um, base 10 blocks, pattern blocks, um, Tens frames is a favorite of elementary teachers. But then we also have manipulatives that go up to high school, so things like algebra tiles are in there, a protractor, a compass. So basically, keep in mind that Equatio is a tool that was designed by a math teacher for math teachers. So basically, this is someone who knows what you want, knows what you need to teach mathematics. And so a lot of those things that you're accustomed to having, you would have access to in math space in addition to the equation editing, so that, you know, I think sometimes the reason why people are so put off by math is we have a lot of math educators who focus way too much on algorithms, right? Carry the three, borrow the one, bring this number down, right, as opposed to what does this mean, you know? And so going back to that equity piece, if we're to teach equitably, then we want to make sure that our students have deep conceptual understanding. Because sometimes what equity looks like is just having students walk away knowing, right? And for a number of reasons, going back to that definition I talked about, a lot of times we can tell by the kind of school that we're in, by the kind of kids that we're looking at, we can tell, okay, these kids are probably not good at math, right? And so that becomes Mm -hmm. a self-fulfilling prophecy. If we only teach these kids, okay, you got to memorize your time tables because that's all you're able to do, as opposed to saying, let's do an area model of multiplication and really get at exactly what this means. Let's pull out some, you know, counting, uh, counting chips so that we can actually get into the meaning, the deep understanding that students need so that they can be successful. So, you know, from an equity standpoint, it's really about giving students multiple ways to access the same mathematics. 
But then we also have accessibility functionality, right? So when you have students who have exceptionalities, when you have students who are, you know, emerging bilingual students and maybe they're not, their English isn't there yet, we can go in and change the language, right? We can change the language to, let's say you have a student who speaks Spanish. You can go into your settings, change the language to um, Spanish, and a lot of times people just see the screen change to Spanish and they say, oh, that's cool. But there are some interactive features that also change over to Spanish. So things like speech input. That means that a Spanish-speaking wow. student will be able to speak Spanish and it will wow. convert it over to digital math for that student. Or they could have math read aloud to them in Spanish. And so, you know, these are the kinds of functions that are built into Equatio that really, you know, step up. Um, the level of accessibility, not only for students with exceptionalities, but also for, you know, bilingual learners, students who have traditionally, you know, I've seen it, you know, I've seen it where I've been in situations where I've spoken to teachers who have just kind of thrown in the towel, not because they don't care about students, but because maybe they don't have the right tools to meet those students' needs or right. they're just overwhelmed right. by all the other things that they're asked to do. And so Equatio is really designed to kind of help bridge that gap because now I don't have to ask the teacher, you know, to help me. I can hit that play button anytime I want, and it can be, you know, something that I'm using privately. That's another thing we want to consider is that a lot of times kids don't ask for help because they're embarrassed. They don't want everybody to know that they need that help. So when you have a tool in front of you that you can use independently, then it's empowering, right? And you'll find that kids who may not have, an exceptionality on paper. Kids who may not be technically, you know, ELL may still benefit from having that little scaffold that they can bring in whenever they see fit. And so let me, Tina Shea, explain to me the, the math idiot that's a, that I am. You can call me that, okay? Okay. Explain to me the difference and explain to our audience and I, the difference, and I know this is a huge question, okay? The difference between having a really good calculator, okay, and forgetting mm-hmm. the language side, and equatio, okay, what's equatio going to do? That I know there's a calculator built in. I understand that. And a protractor, which really made me think for a second. I remember carrying that protractor in my little bag that zipped into my uh, loose leaf <laughs> book. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I'm, I'm serious, okay? How what, – how is Equatio actually used? That's, that's kind of an odd question. I know that. But will the teacher say, now we're going to do long division, and you, you type in long division on your Equatio, and it teaches you everything? How does it, what is it actually doing? Help me out. Okay. So, okay. Well, first of all, let me tell you what Equatio is not, okay? Equatio is not a curriculum. Okay, Equatio is not a place where you would go to say, okay, I need some problems to do. Hook me up, Equatio. Like, that's not what it is, okay? okay. Think of Equatio as a toolkit, a really powerful toolkit for digital, editable, accessible math. I'm going to say that again, okay? Equatio is a really powerful toolkit to help students and teachers create digital, editable, and accessible math. So let's start with the digital piece because this is a big deal, okay? We are in the midst of, you know, a technological revolution in education, right? Now, in terms of our culture, that's been going on for a really long time, right? But in education, we were kind of like late to the party and even more (laughs) so in mathematics, right? 
Yes. We know that in mathematics, there are a lot of teachers in 2023 who are doing a lot of chalk and talk, right, handing out a lot of worksheets. Again, this is not coming from a place of judgment. I'm just stating the facts, okay? I can tell you, facts even as someone who's working on a Ph.D. in math education, that I had a professor pull out the chalk and start writing on the chalkboard. And I was like, oh, wow. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is Welcome to the 18th right? century. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth is, is that in mathematics, th- there's a bigger, I guess, it's like a chasm that we have to cross in terms of how do we actually do math digitally, right? Because this is not a matter of just being able to type like our counterparts in ELA or social studies even science to a certain extent. There's a lot more paragraph text that's happening in other classes that's not happening in math. And so it really has not been easy with the equation editors that we've had access to in the past, like the one that's built into Microsoft Word or the one that's built into Google Docs or even tools like MathType, right? These are tools that are designed for professional mathematicians. They're not designed for students, especially not elementary students, right? Good point. And so Equatio has all these different input methods. So you can just type in the math. Like, let's say I wanted to do something involving the quadratic formula. I could just start typing in the word quadratic, and by the time I get to QUA, the quadratic (laughs) formula is served up for me, right? So that makes my life a lot easier. Or maybe I'm doing some complex mathematical notation, or I'm just doing a fraction addition problem. That's not an easy thing to type in a Word document or a Google Doc, but in Equatio, you could just handwrite it. You could just handwriting, and it would convert it over to digital math in real time, okay? So basically, Equatio kind of bridges that gap so that us math teachers can also use those Chromebooks, right? And a lot of schools now, we're one-to-one with Chromebooks. We have interactive whiteboards. We have all this technology But as math teachers, it has been really difficult up until this point to actually utilize that technology. And so that's really what Equatio is designed to do, is to help math teachers basically be able to do what everyone else is doing, which is, you know, live in that digital world. Now, that's the digital piece, right? But remember I said digital, editable, and accessible math. Now, the editable piece is really easy. The editable means that any math that you create with Equatio can always be edited. And that doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is because all of the old equation editors, you would insert the math, and then it was like a picture, and you couldn't change it. And ah. so it was really, that was another big deterrent <laughs> for why people yeah. didn't want to do digital math, you know? Yeah. So yeah. you can good. always go in and change the math, right? And then yeah. lastly, and most importantly, accessible, right? So when you take and make an equation in Equatio and you insert it into a, let's say, a Google Doc, right? When you mm-hmm. insert it, it's also, you can't see it, but behind the scenes, alt text is being inserted as well. So this means that if you had a student who was visually impaired and they needed to use a screen reader, it would be able to read that math accurately wow. out loud to that student, wow. okay? This is wow. unprecedented functionality. In the past, wow. You would have that math on the page, and the screen, it would be invisible to the screen reader because there was no alt text there, okay? And so that is also a huge, uh, you know, a huge feature of Equatio is that it is designed to make that math accessible to all students, right? So, again, going back to that equity piece, how okay. often do we even think about 
students who are visually impaired when we're doing math. Like you said, teacher math is already hard enough, right? And so a lot of it times is. that accessibility piece that other folks well, are learning math you know, is have hard to too. be concerned with, yeah. right, we haven't yeah. even been doing that in math. And so just by using Equatio, teachers are making sure that that math is accessible to all of their students. And what do you hear from, uh, I'll ask it two ways, what do you hear from a, I'll, I'll say a, gen, pardon this word, a generic elementary school teacher who has to teach math, okay, versus uh, when you, 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 what's the feedback you hear from them, and then what's the feedback you get from the math teachers, and what you just said about math entering the digital age in the classroom is extremely important. I'm curious how both groups uh, are, are giving you feedback on it on this terrific product? Well, I have to say, you know, it's funny because I actually just came back from training some teachers in New Mexico. And most of the teachers in the room, I had like two, maybe three, I think, secondary math teachers and about 11 elementary teachers. And the elementary so you got teachers good feedback. were not math teachers. They were sped teachers, right? Wow. And I remember there was one elementary sped teacher who walked in the room. I always start my motto is seek first to understand, then to be understood, right? And <laughs> I, I always like to ask, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself before we get into the content, right? We have time. Let me learn more about you. And so one lady introduced herself, and she made it a point, and there's always one, at least one, who made it a point to let me know that she was not a math person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Welcome and to I my said, world. That yeah. is not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing as a math person that they, they do not exist. All right, like dividing by zero right. yeah, yeah, does yeah. not exist. So uh, she, you know, and it was funny because I only That's had funny. about three hours with these teachers, and when I finished showing them what I had to show them with Equatio and math space, she came up to me at the end of the session and said, "Okay, I, I'm a math person now," <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, wow." wow. <laughs> It only it's a complete three metamorphosis. Hours, right? Well, you know? and, and, it, and you know, so when I asked her, you know, what happened, it, it and this is the thing that elementary teachers get the most excited about is the fact that they have, um, they have all of these virtual manipulatives and shapes and visual yeah. tools, yeah. because that's usually the thing that they don't have enough of. And then there's something else to be said for Equatio, because Equatio is not a curriculum. There are so many curricula, right, and and Mm -hmm. all kinds of very specific, almost I like to call them teacher-proof tools, like just teach it in this really specific way. But that doesn't leave room for what's happening in your classroom. And so with Equatio, we're not telling you how to teach, right? We're not telling you what to teach. But we are going to give you a really powerful toolkit so that you can go beyond, you know, that surface-level instruction, right? We're going to give you a toolkit that's not just here's the answer, right? That's what a calculator does. The calculator spits out an answer. And, yes, we do have a calculator integrated, but that's not all you're going to get, right? You're going to get a really powerful toolkit so that you can teach math in ways that are engaging, visual, um, exciting, right? So that's really what it's all about. And so when you show teachers what that looks like, then they get excited because, you know, a lot of times everything is so prescriptive, right? Everything is so prescriptive, and we're not saying to teachers, we trust you, right? We're not saying to teachers, be creative, you know? And so that's really, for me, that's what I want to say to teachers is just be 
be courageous enough to do what needs to be done for your students. And if Equatio is a tool that can help you do that, then great. You know, that's really what it's all about. Wow. You are really something, Tina Shea. I got to tell you, you got, you got this nailed. They are lucky to have you at Textelp. I got to tell you. You know, oh! you, you know your stuff. You should say okay? that again. You were, probably a great, you were probably a great teacher, okay? And I'm sure you were a great teacher of teachers, okay? Two teachers. I mean, you really, you really got this nailed. Okay, this is a great product. I've loved it since the first I ever heard of it. So everybody just go. It's equatio.texthelp.com. Best place. Oh, yeah. And also, just so I got, I almost lost this. Okay, talk about this. We've got about two minutes left. There is a virtual conference in April focused on numeracy, what we're talking about, and, and equity. What's, what's that all about? Oh, my gosh. So I'm glad that you asked about yeah, that. So that we one. have a yeah. conference coming up called Mission Math, Mission Math. And so Equatio has been around for a while, but yep. TechTelp is really more of a, a, an assistive technology company, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has been centered around literacy. And so what Mission Math is, it's basically a conference that TechTelp is putting on to really make our foray into math education because that's what Equatio was for, it's for teaching and learning math. And so I'm really excited about the conference because we got some really great speakers coming. Our keynote speaker is Joe Bowler. I don't know if you've heard of her. But, I, I know um, I haven't. Joe Bowler, Joe Bowler if, if you're a math teacher, you've probably heard of Joe Bowler. So she's a Stanford professor. She wrote a book called Mathematical Mindset that focuses on growth mindset in mathematics. And so um, she's going to be speaking. The president of NCTM, Kevin Dykema, is also going to be speaking. So just a really great lineup of speakers. I'm going to be speaking. Some of my colleagues from TechSup are going to be speaking. Uh, Bria Ratliff, uh, she's a former president of the Benjamin Banneker Association, which is all about African-American students and their success in mathematics. So we got a really great um, lineup of speakers, and we're just really excited to engage teachers. And it's not just about Equatio, right? Like this is not really an Equatio conference. No, it's about as much as it is a math conference, yeah, right? Exactly. About, yeah. And so, um, how do people really how do people sign up? Where is it? Where how do they get there? So what I'm gonna in, I'm gonna encourage people to do is just Google the words Mission Math Text Help. If you ah. Google the word mission math text help, then it will come up. And I'm right now, like we actually, text help is an international company, right? So make yes, sure you're is. looking for mission math and not mission math, plural, because mission math is actually the UK, um, because we also had a conference in the UK. So when I Google it, it's the second thing that comes up, mission math equity in a progressive math space, okay? So definitely Wait, I'm, I'm register. Right it is free. Hold on, wait a minute. I'm getting text helps mission math. Mission text helps mission math. Mission math. And the second uh-huh. thing that comes up is mission math equity in a progressive math space event. That's what we're talking about. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's That's the second the one. one. If you Google mission math text help, Google that, mm-hmm. and the second thing that pops is mission math. Equity in a Progressive Math Space event. Okay? That's cool. Yes, sir. Yeah, this is good. I'll put it up there. 
Okay. Pinochet, you are something. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for having you me. No, you're kidding me. You're welcome here anytime. Okay, this was just great. Mission <laughs> mission math text help. I love it. All right. That's an important subject. Okay. And um, whoever's listening from text help, we'll, we'll, we'll cover this. Uh, we can schedule another show right after this or right before it, and we can talk about it. Would that be okay? Tina Shea? That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me, too. Okay. Did you have a good time? I had a good time. I think so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you're amazing. Thank you. Tina Shea Blanchett, everybody. I could give you a round of applause. Okay, thanks, Tina Shea. You take care. Bye-bye. Oh, maybe she's gone. Okay. Anyway, text help, equatio.texthelp.com. Okay, and math, and mission math text help for Google. Okay, good stuff. We'll archive at ace-ed.org. I got to go. We're running out of time. I'm Larry Jacobs. Check out what we do at ace-ed.org. Like you're on the internet. Looking for a quick deal.